Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life? a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back after the 4th of July holiday in the United States. My guest this week is Liz Cherick, and we are going to be chatting about the Real Housewives of New York reunion, the Beverly Hills finale, and my personal favorite this season, the Real Housewives of Potomac. It is incredible. Also wanted to let you know that I am going to be on the Reality TV and Me podcast this week with Kirsty Moore, um, our favorite friend from Down Under. So please subscribe to Reality TV and Me and listen to her when she posts it. Thanks, everyone. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Liz Cherick, who I met um, actually earlier this year at a Shabbat dinner where we proceeded to talk about housewives for a really long time. We kind of hijacked the dinner. Yeah. Are there other things to talk about? No, not at all. <laughs> I agree. I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. So wanted. there's so much that happened this week with Bravo. So want to get into starting with the New York reunion. What do you think of this season? The season has been great. I think it's just really, I think that they are the best city, obviously. I think nobody disagrees. Nobody is better than New York. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that they really came. They really brought it. And I think that they were here for our enjoyment, and I really appreciate it. I love that they talk about everything. There's nothing that appears to be off limits. I mean, except for one thing, which is, uh, I think, Luann's mental health, for me, appears to be off limits. Because they mention her being manic, but they don't ever really go into any other details, which is fine. But other than that, I feel like they just let it all out there. I agree. I feel like Luann, I feel like for some reason, not even just this season, I feel like people like dig into her a little bit and then they're like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't have done that. 
Right. They're like, is it too close? Is it, am I like, you know, you have children. We don't want to, you know, you're in a court battle. Yeah. It's very, um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to watch. I thought it was hard to watch the beginning of the reunion where they spent so much time talking about Dennis. Yeah. I feel that they're not done. Talking about Dennis. Talking about Dennis. Yeah. And it's hard to see. I think Bethany, like, she wants to be very respectful of his children. Yeah. And not share everything. But this is the first time I heard the reasons why she they kept breaking up and why she wasn't fully with him. And that was because um, he would disappear sometimes. Uh, she couldn't count on him. And a particular incident she mentioned was... Uh, Mother's Day uh, last year where he said oh we're gonna do something really special me you and Bryn and then he just didn't show yeah I find it hard to watch and then it was also simultaneously really nice to see Ramona kind of intuiting things and kind of being supportive of Bethany and I thought that was a new side yeah I think she feels really bad about what she said earlier in the season about like he was a drug addict. Like, he wasn't that yeah. smart. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel like she had to do be so effusive in her comments, though, mm-hmm. to make up for that. That's true. I feel that they're trying to, I don't know, kind of make amends I for just so prior too. relationship stuff, not just the comment. It's nice to know that they are actual friends and hang out outside of this, like, they talked a bit about Bethany's newer boyfriend, Paul, and how Tinsley had met him and his parents. Yeah, that was, I had, was shocked to hear that. Right? Like, yeah. are Tinsley and Bethany really friends? I mean, they've been sharing rooms. That's what I was curious, wanting to hear your thoughts on, is just how friend, like, real-life friends are these ladies. I think Bethany used to view this only as a job. Yeah. And I think now it's different, and she has real, like, life relationships with these women and it's not just a job anymore and I think this season has softened her like going through losing her closest friend and ex-boyfriend Dennis and going through you know her court battle and just so many things that you know her near-death experience that she had with her fish allergy it seems like she's had multiple of those experiences yeah wasn't there a plane issue I think on the plane, she saw that they were serving salmon and she was like, you can't serve salmon because my fish allergy is airborne, which is like it can be airborne. Like we're not entirely sure. Um, But now I think now we won't have those issues moving forward because she likely will carry an EpiPen, which she didn't have before. Oh, yeah. okay. But man. She's been through a lot, and she wasn't always my favorite. Sometimes I thought she was too harsh on people and then didn't open up enough about herself. Yeah, I see that. I've always loved Bethany, and I think I always will. She's, I mean, she's likable. She's hilarious. Yeah. Now, going into the reunion. Do we start with the seating position? Okay, yeah. So Bethany is always closest to Andy. Always. Yeah. But so who is on Bethany's side? It was Bethany, Dorinda, Sonia. Okay. Sonia, if you will. Sonia. And then on the other side of Andy was Luann, which I was a little bit surprised by. Right. Tinsley and then Ramona. And it's funny that Ramona's at the end. Like there are no bench players on New York. Right. I feel like seating doesn't necessarily 
Yeah, I mean, feel like people have yeah. always read into seating more than it's intended to. Right. But I think to a certain extent, they also know that you do that and play into it anyway. Oh, interesting. Getting in the mind of the producers. started unintentionally. You can only have two people next to you, right? Like, right. that's just how life works. Only two people can be next to yeah. Andy. Um, and I think that it's potentially in other cities a hierarchy, but not in New but York in because New York, they're all so kind important. Of is because I mean, yes, Bethany. Shouldn't, like, shouldn't Tinsley have been? I think Tinsley, it was an integral part of this season. I really do. And I think she is, like, here to play. Yeah, because I think she's getting she better really and better and better. It. I think she wants it. I mean, she yeah. chose being a housewife over her relationship. That became yeah. quite clear. Um, I think there were other problems in I her agree. relationship. I don't totally. Feel like it was no, 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 no. But just like, just a trade. I'm sure he was like, oh, "Okay, so if you want to be with me, we can't do this on TV." Right. And she was like, "Well, TV is my job, and don't tell me what to do." Right. Yeah. I also think that it does seem to be an option that Bethany has a partner who doesn't want to be on TV. And they're still dating, and she's a housewife. And, I mean, I know you're not as into Vanderpump Rules, but Lala has a very rand. serious... Yeah, Rand. And he's not on the show, but he's in everyone's Instagram he's and in everything everyone's now. Instagrams enough that it it seems... He is part of the crew without being part of the right. crew. But he was uh, secret for a while until his divorce was finalized. She, she kept that quiet, uh, his identity. Well, that seems to be more than... A, a something like a Scott or a yes, Bethany's yes, Paul yes, yes. situation. It's a legality yeah. <laughs> situation. Yeah, it's so crazy to me though that they can just choose whether or not. Like, if you're that big of a player, you can choose what to show and what not to show. Whereas what I've heard about Barb this season was that she was cast as a housewife. That's what. Yeah, and then she thought like there was something that she didn't want shown on the show and they were like you can't pick and choose I think maybe once you become a bigger housewife you can be like listen like my children or whatever it is are off limits and everyone kind of respects that because you show every other aspect right well Bethany doesn't show brain but I also think it's a legal that's also a legal issue yeah between her ex-husband who doesn't want her on the show and I understand it's a valid Although, interesting enough, she never shows Bryn's face on Instagram, but in Instagram stories lately, she has been showing her, I think, twice. That's what I've seen. I've The back of the head, you see a lot. Yeah. Which I think is... Bryn looks a lot like Jason yeah. Hoppy. Yeah. That must... I would say that the Instagram <laughs> and the TV are probably the same... Legal, Legal, yeah, situation. but an Instagram story goes away after 24 hours. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, I need to get like an entertainment lawyer yeah. on this and show to go through all these contracts. Is, is an Instagram story, you know, it's much easier for a kid to just slip in there. Right. You're Whereas not, like, a television show that's produced by people filming and has a schedule. What did you think of Luann and Dorinda's kind of hashing out everything with their friendship it seemed odd incom- and incomplete interesting go on i think that luann apologized but not fully okay and i think that dorinda w- was more upset than i think that she likes to let on mm-hmm. and i think that she showed just how upset she really was yeah no totally and i thought that that was really interesting 
But it was funny that Andy said that he thought the reason that they, they still had an issue with each other was because Luann wasn't at the last reunion and they couldn't hash it out. But there's been a, quite some time in between now and then. Yeah, it just, it feels like they have trouble having honest conversations without Andy to right. hold them it to account. It honestly feels like they should have gone to a, a, mediator a mediator yeah, and done this for real, in real life. But then you wonder, are they actually friends enough to do that? I think they are. I think they just weren't sure what to do. I think Luann's yeah. been really... You know, I think Dorinda's kind of tiptoeing around Luann with her what's going on. And it was just fascinating that how upset uh, Dorinda was. I mean, she was crying. Yeah, I was surprised and impressed that Luann brought her receipts of the text about John coming to the show. Um, Yeah. She really prepared. She intentionally said, I brought my phone for this. Interesting. I couldn't get over that Luann felt that she had to leave the Hamptons because there was too many paparazzi. There is no way that is true. It is definitely a financial issue that she couldn't stay out there. Oh, for sure. And (sighs) that picture that the producers or the editors put up of one paparazzi picture in one dress at one moment in time, don't the people know that those kind of people call paparazzi all the time, sometimes just to make themselves feel more important? Yeah, totally. She just had to have a reason that wasn't financial. Even though we talked about her finances, like openly, about how she didn't have that $6 million to get that house. I would say that there's a difference between... There's a difference between needing $6 million for a house when you can say that you have all these other homes Mm -hmm. and then using it as a reason to have to leave the Hamptons. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We didn't see that much of Sonia or Ramona... This first, yeah. you know, first of the reunion. I was also very surprised. I feel like Sonia and Ramona sometimes insert themselves even when it's not about them. And I was surprised that neither of them did that. What did you think of the ladies' reaction to feeling Giovanni? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, That's a terrible, terrible rendition. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. Bethany's look was interesting. I can't really see if she... I can't really get a vibe on how they all feel about it. They don't want to be rude, right? Right. But Bethany, I think, is kind of like, that's cute that you're, like, making money and smart that you're capitalizing on this because you're making money off of, your, you know, all of it. And she did say, you know, cabaret is my cabernet. I think Bethany, and I think we saw this, she was on Watch It Happens Live, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago talking about Dorinda's workout class and how they're like talking oh, about it as a thing. They should make it yeah. a thing. I and would I, totally go. Yeah. And I think that Bethany likes, I mean, it's clear that she likes business, right? She's on Shark Tank a lot. She likes, you know, investing in, in people having businesses and actual like yeah. doing things. And I think she, she's a um, great mind for it. Oh, for sure. I think she, appre- she's appreciating Luann's hustle for like, taking this fame and actually running with it. So what are you most excited for to see in parts two and three of the reunion? I'm kind of excited to see Barbara Kay. Yeah. Are you a Barb fan? Yes and no. I feel like she brings an interesting New Jersey energy. I don't know why I feel like she should be on Jersey, but I do. Yeah, I could see her on Jersey, but I I mean, she's too nice. I mean, if she's, she's a little too nice. She's to too nice on, to yeah. be a housewife. I'm really excited for the... Um, 
the conversation on her comment at the show. Yes. What, what was it that she said when watching Luann? Something about she's no... Adele or something? Yeah, it's like she can't carry a show herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not like she's Adele. But you went to Countess Cabaret. I did see Countess Cabaret. What were your... It was fun, but it was hard to tell whether or not she was in on the joke. It like... I mean, the joke that she really isn't that talented. Yeah. Right. And that was... like, And that this was just fun. You know what I mean? Right. Like, as opposed to when she called so during the show she has like a couple friends quote unquote the and friends part one of them was a broadway actor and he came up and sang and they did sort of like a almost like a duet type thing like singing it's like you know you're not at broadway level right like he's the singer you're like talk singing which Mm. is a form of singing yeah it's just not a form of like incredible singing (laughs) yeah also in reality i mean there's something i didn't go and i don't know i'm not sure how much i would pay to go but there is something to be said about somebody who can draw that audience yes and it's more the feel that i wanted to like be around other people who appreciated housewives as much as i do yeah like that was what it was about for me it wasn't about seen her perform right i mean there's something you said the guy who she was singing with couldn't have headlined his show in the same way right totally and so it's about i feel like the what you brought at the first part is like is she in on the joke or not i don't know it's weird i can't quite tell like she she says i'm gonna ride this as like long as i can and that's super smart of her business wise but i can't tell if she like truly thinks she is as like more famous than i don't know but she's always had a big head since season one shouldn't she can't live in the Hamptons because she's just too famous. Too famous, yeah. Even Jerry though Jerry Seinfeld is fine to live in the Hamptons. <laughs> Madonna, Madonna, Martha Stewart, <laughs> you know, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <laughs> but Luanne Lesseps, she can't do it. Can't do it. Okay. Now, speaking of people whose heads are quite large, um, but let's move on to the finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Which basically all but cut out LVP because I think they filmed LVP having her opening at uh, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas of her Vanderpump restaurant there. I know they had a film crew and I think they just ended up not really showing it much because she didn't show up at the reunion. Oh, you think that they post like they made that call? I do. Okay. I don't think they wanted to, especially since... Fans have been, and I know you're not on Twitter, but fans have been interacting with her a lot on Twitter and asking her questions. And she said, like, yes, I'll be, you know, you won't see me until the finale when they show my opening of my new restaurant. And they barely showed it. Yeah. So I think that was a call. Now, wanted, I know that everyone, like, there's a lot of people who love LVP, but I was telling you earlier that her fans on Twitter remind me of like Trump supporters and the fact that like she can do no wrong and there is no proper way to ever criticize her yeah which is insane to me because people that I love and respect like I think make mistakes and I have no problem calling them out when they make mistakes and I think I make mistakes and everyone makes mistakes and it's true at the very end of the um, episode in the finale when they all came together six months later and like it was kind of agreed upon. Okay, all of us have apologized to each other for things yeah. we have done. Yeah. And she hasn't. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I have heard that there have been camera crews at the new Vanderpump Vegas restaurant. 
Oh my God. Wait, do you think that they are going to I think be... that they're... So I w- listen to this podcast called Bachelor Party okay. with Juliette Littman. Mm-hmm. She also watches a lot of Bravo, including Vanderpump Rules. And her old podcast partner, Jacoby, was on this week and they were talking about Bravo, specifically Vanderpump Rules. And she had just gone to the Vegas restaurant and the guy, one of the guys who worked there, and there were a lot of cameras there, and, and she said, what are all these cameras here for? And he said... They're recording some reality show. Interesting. I mean, that would be fascinating to bring. I want, I'm yeah. so interested to see how they're going to do. Because, you know, the Vanderpump Rules kids are, they all moved out to the Valley, with the exception of Stassi, I think. Well, they're, they're yeah, all, like, getting married, settling down, yeah. talking about having children. So it's, I still want to watch. But yeah, I it's mean, not, don't they all like, not even work there anymore? Basically, I mean, I think they, some of them do. Um, And they show up more often during either filming and or when it's airing um, versus, yeah. Interesting. Um, So some will come like, you know, just once a week or when they're there, they're doing more like pictures with fans than they are actual because it's hard. (laughs) I mean, it's really hard on them. I think going into a place where you're everyone's asking for a photo, you can't make drinks for people. Right. No, that makes sense. So it's it's pretty tough, I think. But that's also what's drawing people to the restaurant. Right. So they truly are working, you know, in a way. Yeah. Like bringing people. I'm more interested in, you know, talking to them than getting a drink from right. them. So. <laughs> I am not a Lisa fan. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump. Vanderpump. What do you think about Lisa Brenna? I know that there's people who really don't like her. I love her. I, yeah. I I'm really a Lisa Brenna like apologist. I I'm obsessed. She... She's one of my top favorite housewives. I agree. I think she really brings it. She I brings think she's it. a little thirsty, which is kind of always great. She in owns housewives. it. Um, she is so funny, and I think she doesn't take herself as seriously as yeah, other people. And I, do I don't like that. people who take themselves so seriously. She's just fun. She's the best. I love her. Yeah. So LVP, I was telling you before we started that I have a sort of theory, a life lesson that I've learned that. If a woman, or I don't know about a man, I, it's more applies to women in this case, for, for me and my lived experience. If a woman doesn't have any childhood friends or any person that's been in her life for a long period of time, I don't trust them. I think something is wrong with them. That, and, and a spouse doesn't count because a spouse could be aiding and abetting their narcissism. Yeah. So if... Like, for example, with Lisa Vanderpump, she talks about having friends, but are they friends or are they business partners or are they, you know, people she's just known from going to parties? Like a true, true friend. Kyle seemed like a true friend to her. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it says a lot that they've been friends for like over 10 years. But the fact that she dropped her so quickly made me think maybe she doesn't didn't even view Kyle as as good of a friend. Like she, yeah. it's like she has a circle of trust and it's literally, it's her family and her dogs. Yeah. And I think it's, well, you were saying earlier about how Bethany has transitioned from thinking about the show as like a work, as work mm-hmm. to like, these are actual friends. And I feel like it's possible that Louis, that LVP sees Kyle as a colleague. But if she saw her as a colleague, why would she be so offended that Kyle called her out because i think her colleagues to her like are the people in her world so i think it's kind of one and the same to her it's just to a certain extent crazy to me when 
you know, like who are her friends? Like, does, is she capable of having friends? Or can she only handle people who are in a subordinate relationship to her, such as Don, John Sessa, yeah. the other John Blizzard, um, her staff, uh, the Vanderpump kids. They're all subservient. They're all below right. her. And so it works out because she controls those relationships. But when people are peers to her, it never seems to work yeah. out. And I just, I think she does wonderful things for animals. I think she lives an incredibly extravagant lifestyle in a way that is like, definitely aspirational living and I love to watch it but as a person I don't think she's trustworthy because she can't maintain long-term relationships with other women yeah no that makes a lot of sense I've just you know had enough experiences with people and like you're friends with them and then you realize they have no friends from childhood they have no friends from like college from anything and you're like and then every time there's an excuse for why oh they did something to me oh they were mean to me oh they you know haven't been there for me very victim and it's like yeah it's a victim mentality it's like you're the common denominator here so I I like Kyle I know people find her like annoying and it's weird that she's now sort of the head of Real Hostels of Beverly Hills. But I like her. I like her husband. I like her daughters. Yeah. I just I like, like them. watching them. I feel like they, you know, they seem to have a great marriage. Um, I know people felt some type of way about like her kid going to college and how, I don't know, that she was not prepared to live on her own. Really? People said that? Yeah, I think they people were judging Kyle for like over mothering. Yeah, but I mean, she lost her mother at a younger age, yeah. and I think that that's yeah, you know, could be part of it. And I also think that you only see certain things on the show. On the show, and even when they they let us in through Instagram and stuff like that, it's only what I mean. You're only seeing what they're showing you. Exactly. But it's also clear that her kids come back like yes that her kids are always wanting to spend time with her and that even the kid who is in college here like goes back a lot yeah i would see her on like her instagram would be like back to la oh i'm so proud she goes to gw me too but you're an aren't you a gw alum i am a gw alum it makes me incredibly proud i spent a lot of time figuring out what dorm she was into oh did you figure (laughs) it out i think i did and then i forgot which one it is it wasn't one I was in. Okay, good. <laughs> but, like, good for her for yeah. going to, like, a cool, like, a good school. Also, around and, the country, like, across country. Yeah, it's, it's scary yeah. to leave home and go somewhere new. And Yeah, and I think one of her, we saw on this last episode that one of her, her second oh, her, oldest kid yes. um, is working at the agency also and, like, is excited about, you know, working with her dad and her grandpa. And I think that that's so special. And it's like, clearly they have something going if you're a family. Yeah, totally. Now, I thought the episode was so interesting to see Dorit in a vulnerable position because we haven't seen her that way before. She's usually, I mean, a little bit with Puppygate, but which I never want to talk about again. But with her... Well, the reunion's coming up, so you'll definitely be talking about it again. Yeah, it'll be good. But hearing her talk about with PK, you know, Camille went after me for your bankruptcy, and I'm also in this lawsuit for Beverly Beach, and I can't talk about it, and it's a vulnerable position to be in because I can't share my side of the story. At the same time, like, why is that always so off limits? Why are these lawsuits always so off limits? I don't feel like they're off limits in New York. 
Well, in a way they are. Bethany can't talk about her. Not her custody, but like, for example, they talk about Sonia and the money and all of that, you know, with her divorce. And that's not a lawsuit. I mean, she was in legal battles. I guess it maybe I don't know all the details, but people's financial situations. It seems like they're that PK and Dorit are or at least PK and Dorit by association. They're grifters. They take money uh, to make money. They lose it yeah. and they don't want to pay it back. And then they make more and they don't follow up with the people who right. they lost money to in the beginning. I mean, it's it, over and over and yeah. over. They do get somehow get away. They're able to kind of pass without talking about it. But it also seems that it's something that everybody else seems to say it's like okay that they don't talk about it, which somehow makes me think that maybe it is a legitimate thing that they're not really allowed to talk about it. I don't know. I felt like on the season there were real issues going on in people's personal lives uh, with finances and legal stuff and just the fact that none of it was mentioned. Well, Mauricio's thing wasn't mentioned. There was not real mention of the, you know, wasn't there an Instagram video that came out? When they were on their first trip yes, with, with Dorit, was or someone was like f- running around a pool yeah. with Dorit, yelling at her that you owe me money. Yeah, it does seem like they're Mauricio's thing. I feel like doesn't it, like really doesn't include Kyle to a certain extent. Yeah, and so that feels maybe more acceptable to not be on the show, except for you know it seems like there's in the contracts that Kyle signs. It seems like there has to be permission to have a certain amount of PR for the agency in every I'm sure she mentions it all the time I mean it feels like there's an agency event in every season more than one usually yeah but definitely I couldn't get it I mean I love that Camille brought this up I think Camille needs to get a diamond next year she should be a housewife whether you like her or hate her she is a lightning bolt and people at she least brings have it, it. she brings she it and people have opinions to, yeah. yeah I think she didn't it was, it was boring otherwise it was boring yeah I was bored the only time I'm interested is like Denise Richards Denise Richards has been such a pleasant surprise love her i really am happy she's on who would you trade to get well i guess if you trade lvp for camille yeah but i also think they need to erica jane might need to be a friend of there's nothing more yeah. i think we're gonna get out of her i'm wondering if she would if it wouldn't be i don't think she's interested yes anyway. i don't think she's interested yeah. anymore and i'm not big on teddy i don't think i'm getting any storyline yeah. from her there's nothing interesting about her life. Um, we yeah. don't get to see her dad or Meg Ryan. So yeah. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. I could do without Teddy. I agree. I feel like she's going to be harder to go because of her relationship with Kyle. Right. Because they seem to be real friends. Yes. I did find that it was interesting when they were. So in this episode this week, they like came back. It was clear, like, I they don't usually do this. Like, six months later, they had to shoot mm-hmm. some other things. I don't know why the season was, like, over 20 episodes and New York was, like, what, 16, 15? Yeah. Like, New York, there was stuff left on the cutting room floor. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That was incredible. Yeah. New York should have been over 20 episodes. But why there must the be a hell? reason, and I uh, don't know it. I think it's because more people watch Beverly Hills. That can't be true. It is true. It's ridiculous. More people watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills than Real Housewives of New York, and it is like the biggest travesty going on right now. Really? Yes. On Bravo. Well, <laughs> Not in the yeah. world. <laughs> no, but that shocks me. I know. Is Beverly Hills so, the most watched? Yes. I always thought it was New York. And the OC is also highly watched because those are like... Jaw drops. 
Well, the OC was the original one. Yeah, right. but it's so bad. I know. It's really bad. But like this, I think this was the first year Beverly Hills was really bad. And I think one of the That's reasons true. it was so bad was because we expected so much more from all of right. the the lead up. And that first episode was so fantastic yeah. that. Uh, but OK, so my favorite part of this episode, this finale, was Denise Richards getting in Camille's face oh, when yeah. she when Camille was being rude to her. Yeah, so good. Well, I like that she, you know, told Camille in the bathroom, like, hey, you fucked up the other night and you need to apologize. And Camille's like, well, I didn't fuck up, but it was a low blow. And she's like, that's yeah. called fucking up. Yeah. And you need to apologize. I really hope at the reunion they talked about, I doubt they will, because I feel like there's so many other things to talk about. But about when Camille said something about that she, like, I'm sure it's, like, hard to, like, lose a rented house or something. Oh, they asked her on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, good. And she did say she felt bad about it, but then she then equivocated and was like, but, you know, I lost my house and all my things. Well, so the only difference I see is financial and um, how much paperwork you have to do. Because my house burned down this apartment that we're sitting in had a huge fire and I couldn't live in it for over six months and you still have to pay mortgage even though you can't live in it and that is very difficult and there is a lot that you have to deal with with regards to insurance now if your house is no longer standing whereas like the bones of this place were standing it could be rebuilt if your house is no longer standing I don't know then what the what you do with regards to insurance or even paying a mortgage. Right. But it's not like you can, if your house burns down and you're renting it, like the contract ends. You are no right. longer responsible for paying rent and for dealing with anything like that. So that is the only difference I see. Right. But in terms of like your wedding album, your, yeah, your stuff parents, is still in you it. know, yes, your stuff is still there yeah. and they still lost due to smoke damage. Right. So many things. And I understand yeah. that. Like the fire didn't get into my apartment itself. Right. But there was enough damage. You right. Know? And Aaron was coughing up a storm. Oh, I felt so I felt really bad. bad for him. Oh man. It's people don't realize like the toxicity yeah. and that was just their whole environment. It wasn't just right. like the place that they live. It was everything. So I'm glad that, that they moved it was to, so shady though. It was so shady. So then, you know, she also points out in her confessional, Denise, that, you know, Camille knows what it's like to, you know, be dragged through the press and that she should be more empathetic to Dorit. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a good comment. Um, so she also says, you know, when Camille was being like yelling at Teddy because Teddy apparently snubbed her daughter as if like that's something that you really want to yell about she's like Camille we're not in seventh grade and you know you know what we you know go through or whatever and she was like I don't know Denise and she's like you back off and then Denise is like you fucking back off you're so fucking patronizing and I was like yes throw down yeah. like, we never see Denise lose her cool yeah and I loved it it was amazing she's like I was married to Charlie Sheen I can handle drama yeah well true that's why she's so chill yeah she's been through it she's been through it so much worse and so much larger yeah. than Camille Grammar Meyer, whatever her name is. Yeah. And what's wrong with her husband that he was like, she's like, thank you for being there for me. And I just had to stand up yeah, for my daughter. So like, weird. if I saw my spouse behaving that way, I'd be like, you are out of control. Yeah. It doesn't seem that the spouse really helped. Well, he also may be like, okay, this is like how she makes her money. You know, she's on this show and she has to be dramatic. And maybe he just views it that way. Right. Because friends of still make money. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vicky's going to be making some money, but just a lot less. Yeah. Meosi. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Now we need to get into the true drama that actually happened this week, which was all on The Real Housewives of Potomac. And the underrated you, gem of Bravo. Underrated gem. It is incredible. It yeah. is such a good show. These women are messy. Yeah, because they still are in this phase of like they don't totally realize they're on TV. And I think that they're just prepared to bring it. So it starts out with this crazy dinner party. I would have loved to have been in, to have been in attendance. I know. This, the food lived looked good. So good. Like, they said Chris is an incredible chef. I've heard, yeah. He was, I really like Chris. I don't know why everyone's always mean to Chris. Yeah. Is it because he's married to Candace? <laughs> he was a little bit interesting in his ways of getting in between her and yes. the fighting that I wasn't sure. It was like a little bit too aggressive at times, it seemed. Oh, interesting. I felt that he has a like parent-child relationship with her in a way that she is sometimes... So they're, you know, yeah. they're at this dinner party and Candace gets so angry that she holds up a butter knife and eventually throws it screaming. Which, to be clear, it was thrown out of the way. Still. No, yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. But it like, wasn't it's like not I okay. at you. Yes, but it's. it's it was like it was thrown. for emphasis. Yes. Yes. I think any adult throwing an inanimate object, especially not a knife. That, yeah. I'm not defending it. I'm is just problematic. And he people, stepped in and he yeah. talked to her and she was out of control. And it sounds like she gets in these like almost like manic angry zones where he was like you need he's like it's okay to be angry but you need to be in control yeah right now you are not in control and yeah it was a kind of a power move where he was like kind of almost physically restraining her but it didn't feel like she was struggling or that he was being like it was almost like he was like listen I am protecting you from yourself that's true because maybe I mean, we heard this week also that her mom got violent with her, that her mom took a purse and whacked her with it. So if that happened as an adult, I'm only wondering what kind of violence she might have faced as a child and that she might be someone who, you know, during arguments is used to things getting violent. Yeah. I'm not trying to speculate. Oh, I'm speculating. I think something's very wrong with her mother. Oh, yeah. I do agree with that. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of household yeah, she was brought up true. in when th- this yeah. is how she's being treated as that's an adult. True. It is scary. Her mother yeah. is a therapist, a therapist, yeah. a licensed therapist who hit her daughter with her grown, her married, grown daughter. married daughter with a purse and then also is just so, so patronizing and mean and verbally so mean. and emotionally abusive. And then they went to therapy, actually, in the episode. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that later. This dinner party... This dinner party... Was unreal. So before they all sit down for dinner, in the last week's episode, or is it this... I can't even remember. I think it was last week's last episode week's in episode. the kitchen with, with the kitchen. Giselle and Robin. So Giselle, Robin, and Candace are in the kitchen. And Candace brings up what happened at Ashley's uncle's party. When everyone was drinking and they were hanging out and Michael, Ashley's husband, made a comment that he would suck somebody else's sausage. 
he or he was interested and it was one of their husbands we don't know which husband how does it how is it clear that it was one of their husbands i mean it sounds like he said i would like they were talking about a person a person and then he said that do we want to speculate who it was juan that's who i speculate (laughs) yeah and i think that's why robin Robin didn't want to talk about it and so robin they it sounds like they hadn't spoken about it like that much since it right. happened it's they like, interesting that she doesn't want to talk about it, even if it is one because i think she's really good friends with ashley you think that she yeah i think she just like didn't want to i don't know it was like so messy and there's so many speculations about michael being gay and she doesn't want it to be this like bad thing to be gay or this like also i don't yeah, know if you were really friends with somebody and you had heard these, like you heard this thing, and that the, there were these rumors going around, and rumors suck, and that's like a hard pill to swallow. But like, if that's your friend, don't you feel like you'd want to tell them that you support them? And but I think it's because Ashley was there when this was said, and they're like, well, I don't have to tell her it was said because she was there, she heard it. Yeah, that's true. You do have a point. So. They're at dinner, and after while Candace is being restrained by her husband and told to calm down, Giselle, of all people, the queen of the mess, brings up what was said at that party by Michael to Ashley and was like, well, Robin, you're the one that was there, so why don't you tell it? It just... It was so messy, and Robin clearly didn't want to talk about it at that moment. Yeah, I wonder when it would have gotten gotten brought up had Giselle not done that. I mean, she's also trying to produce. Yeah. She's Giselle the only tr- one yeah. that's really, truly trying to produce. And I don't necessarily it works out for her as well as it does for other people. Because she's so blatant. Yeah. You know. And so they have this conversation and Ashley just claims she didn't hear her husband say that. Is very angry at the women for bringing it up. And basically is told to leave. <laughs> Because there's more and more altercations with Candace when she comes back to the table. Well, because Ashley, instead of taking, like, trying to just say thank you for telling me, I don't really, I don't remember, like, being nicer about it, continues to talk about the fact that it's not Candace's home, it's her mother's home. And continues to throw that. She keeps being nasty. Yeah. And then, you know, it really upsets Candace. But nothing, nothing should make you be physically That's true. Nothing should make you that angry. I However, mean, it's clear that that is her trigger. Mm-hmm. And to keep doing that is a certain kind of... I mean, she's she knows what she's doing. Ashley yeah. knows what she's doing. So it was so funny. Candace got so angry and she's like talking about Ashley and she's like, you know, try me in that kangaroo restaurant, but don't try me in my own house. That kangaroo yeah, restaurant, I love it. Oz. The kangaroo restaurant that closed. R.I.P. Oz. It, did you go? I did. Was it good? It was Okay. It was well, definitely not yeah. amazing by any means, you know, but I went and didn't see any housewives there. Didn't see and Ashley. Was it, was it busy? It was busy. It was. It was odd. It was there just an any, odd experience. Like truths as to why it closed? Any, anything I don't know. Heard? I mean, it seems like it was doing well. People were there. Interesting. So maybe, uh, but maybe it wasn't doing as well as it needed to. I mean, it's in a it very. It is a hard business. It's a hard business, business, the restaurant business. It's right near the metro in Clarendon, which is like a hopping place yeah. where a lot of people live. So if you're not, I'm sure the rent is quite high. Yeah, but it also feels like the turnout would be quite high. If it's right by the metro. If in a good it was area. better, it wasn't amazing. 
the only reason I went was because right. it was owned by Ashley, and I don't think I would have gone back unless I thought I was going to see her. That's real. Have you gone to Myron Mixon or whatever it's called? Wait, which one is that? Um, the one that Michael or not Michael? Oh, um, Chris. Chris, I want to. Runs. I also really okay, want to go. We got to so do, do that. We will do that. We, I'm sure that one will be good because oh, I've heard it gets good reviews. I mean, he's really, really talented. Yeah. It seems like. Well, so <laughs> Ashley continues to bait Candace by saying, you know what the beauty of being me is? I'm in control of me. And Candace is like, you're not in control of your man, though. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's uh, a good one. So um, then the whole Amistad comment thing Ooh, gets yeah. brought up, which was just so ridiculous. Yeah. What Monique was trying to say about Katie was that she looked like a free spirit like free Amistad like they're they make references to slavery more often these are women of color who are descendants of slaves they went to visit a um, A plantation plantation in a few episodes ago so she was in she mentioned it like I think probably the day that they were at the plantation so she wasn't saying Katie looked like a slave and for Candace to turn it around to that is just ridiculous yeah I feel like if you watch the show like you see the clip it makes a lot more sense yes yes it sounds way it's, weird yeah talking about it now but it didn't sound weird when Monique said it so then uh so Candace uh kicks Ashley out of her home Ashley comes back at one point but then goes out again to get Katie oh yeah to get Katie so her and Katie are in the car ride home yeah. and this is one of my favorite car rides oh yeah ever captured wonderful Ashley says she doesn't know why people are fixated on making Michael look gay. And Katie says, well, is he gay? Like, does he hook up with guys? Yeah. She's Every time she's like, no. Well, does he hook up with guys? No. Like, so did she just say I'd suck his dick? Ashley's like, I don't think he said that. Like, she was much more disarmed yeah. when it was just her and Katie. Katie's like, maybe it's an Australian thing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was the best line ever. <laughs> Like, maybe it's just an Australian thing to say that I would suck his, like... And then focuses, instead of, like, oh, this is something that multiple people witness, that even Chris, who never wants to get yeah. involved, said, I just wanted to say, I heard it, too. Yeah, um, that was wild. That was insane. And then for Ashley to then focus on Robin, the person who corroborated it, and how Robin wasn't a true friend, just shows that Ashley doesn't want to deal with the fact that Michael yeah. actually said it. Yeah, pass the buck off. Isn't that the expression? Yeah. She's just, it's easier to take it out. It's like if you have a husband who cheats, you're more angry at the woman who cheated than the fact that it's your husband. This is also the woman who said that Monique had a miscarriage because she drank. Yep. Um, And he started talking about a DUI and drinking and driving. I think Robin really has a point when she's like, listen. Ashley will nothing is off the table for right. Ashley she will talk about everything but when it's her and her experience yeah. she can't handle it oh gosh um and Michael's reaction when Ashley went home was basically like I don't want you hanging out with these women if they're gonna keep bashing me I which don't we want didn't them in see, our lives which makes me curious about what really the reaction what really was yeah. they didn't film it I wonder if he was so angry he wouldn't film that scene or if he was so embarrassed or so whatever it or was so embarrassed is the wrong word because i like uncomfortable although it seems like yeah. he is embarrassed like 
he's he was angry and yeah. i felt like it's controlling because it was sort of like if these people keep doing this you right. can't like i don't want them in our lives right which is like let her decide who she wants in her life you can decide who you want in right. your life it's also like we were talking about with camille's now husband he realizes that these people in these situations make them money these people in these situations make her a lot of money yeah michael darby Oh, Michael Darby. So then Candace and her mother go to therapy, Dr. Ken, where yeah. it was just hard to watch. I'm glad that her mom agreed to do this. It's I, interesting that they use yeah. the same therapist that Giselle goes to, who just happens to be one of few therapists who I feel like would be comfortable like actually having therapy on TV. Although I'm not sure it's few because it's we saw it with Portia in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I feel like other people in other shows, not on Bravo, you know, show therapy. But it is interesting that it's the same therapist. It is. But at the same time, like, he's already been approved. Right. <laughs> at the same time, I ask, like, people that I know for therapists and that, like... You also go see, like, if your friend is a good therapist, you're like, okay, let's, yeah. you know, let me know who that is. So yeah. if she's friends with Giselle and Giselle's right. like, hey, you should talk to Dr. Ken. Yeah. Then I guess my initial thought was it is just a little interesting. To it see. is interesting. I it was odd that. So Dorothy, uh, Candace's mother, who, by the way, is on Cameo. What? Mm-hmm. So I think she is riding this gravy train as well with Bravo. Oh, for sure. And she's on a website. She likes to get paid to, to get paid to, to say hi to somebody. And it's weird to me that she's so willing to be on camera and even willing to have this like really negative situation with her daughter filmed, including filming the therapy. Like all of it just rings like something is off with her. So do you wonder if so the conspiracy theory in me like theorist in me wants to know. So do you think it's all fake? No, I don't think it's fake. I just think she is trying to. Like, I don't think she's in reality of what she thinks how she comes across. Oh, okay. Like, I think she doesn't think it comes yeah. up. Like, she's my, my daughter's a brat. Everyone will be able to see that when they watch it. Interesting. And it's like, well, two things can be true at once. Right. Your daughter is a miserable brat. But at the same time, you are emotionally abusive towards her. Right. And then she is abusive. And holding things yeah. over her head that you've previously agreed to and found fine. And it sounds like she only pays for part of the mortgage. It's not like she's paying for every single thing Candace does. And if she was like, I got this house for you, and they agreed to like do it together, then that is, you know, a decision that they made together that she shouldn't then hold over Candace's head. Yeah. At the same time, if Candace doesn't want her mom involved in her life in that way, she should say, you know what, it's your townhouse. Um, I don't know if Candace is also if they like bought it together or if it's just her mom that bought it. If it's just her mom, get out, go rent right. somewhere else and deal. You know, yeah. you don't need to buy yet. Ki- yeah. Also, you don't have a kid. kid you don't have like, anything that you put all your wedding stuff in storage and like save some money. Yep. I think that's exactly what yeah. she should do. Then this is the most like uncomfortable scene I think I've ever witnessed. Well, I guess I would just say this the week only, Um, which is Ashley performing at Gay Pride Virginia or Virginia Gay Pride. First of all, where is Virginia Gay Pride? We live right near where they live. And let me tell you, it's D.C. Pride. That is the big pride. I've never heard of Virginia Pride. Never. Yeah. Where is it? It seems like there was no one there. It seemed very small. Very small. 
there was it was so hot she was performing with her brother yeah a song for her husband as without Giselle him said, there without him there and which was also so interesting it was so weird like, and why then, wasn't he there does he not want to be like and then why was robin and maybe it was because robin and giselle were there and maybe he didn't want to be i don't know i wonder if it's because he's so worried about his image that these that it would be the fact that he even continues to show up on camera i mean he's looked awful in every single season he's not doesn't come across he's so concerned about his about one part of his image that he doesn't even go to support his wife yeah well exactly he's ridiculous so next week might be the week where all the bomb drops uh, about i think it is where he grabbed a uh, film or who, a cameraman's, but yeah. Did you think her performance was good? Um, I thought the mics were bad, but I thought she was good. Good in what sense? Talented? Like, um, I think she's an okay singer, and I think she's a good dancer. I think she's better than Luann, <laughs> but she's not an Erica Jane. Yeah, I thought it was a fine bop. It was okay. Anyway, any predictions for what's going to go down next week? Um, it's a great week of television. It's going to be fantastic. We I have am two so- reunions. Oh my gosh! Yes, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills one, New York two, and, and a, a really good Potomac. Potomac is just everyone. Please, I'm pleading with you, watch it. To watch Dallas. Yes, I love underrated Dallas. Gem as well. Oh my gosh! I think it's getting less underrated. I think more people yeah. are into Dallas. People now. need to get on the Potomac. Boat. Love Dallas. Yeah. Love, 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 love all of them. Yeah, me too. People need to get on the Potomac boat. And they need to get into Dallas. I think Dallas and Potomac are the least produced, most authentic, real drama. And, like, they're funny. They're really funny. Karen is hilarious on Potomac. So funny. So funny. And freaking Brandy and... Brandy is so funny. Brandy and Stephanie together are just the silliest, like, you know, they're these, like, moms who just, you know, like to, like, have a good time. Okay. Well, where can people find you if they're interested? I'm on Instagram at ESCherick. It's E-S-C-H-E-R-R-I-C-K. No Twitter. Thank you so much for being on. And we're going to have to go to Chris's restaurant and uh, recap that. Definitely. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye.